0: chapter seventeen of from tangier to tripoli by frank g carpenter this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by betty b the pompeii of africa timgad the wonderful ruined city of roman africa which the french have dug out of the sand lies about one hundred and fifty miles south of the mediterranean and perhaps three hundred miles southwest of tunis it is just over the mountains from the desert of sahara on one of the lower slopes of the atlas mountains overlooking a valley which in the days of rome was enormously rich Pompeii was in existence about three hundred years before christ and was destroyed by the eruption of vesuvius seventy nine a d it contained only twenty or thirty thousand people and was not half the size of this ancient african city timgad was founded just twenty-one years after the destruction of pompeii it was built by the emperor trajan whose soldiers aided in its construction and was then known as thongas or Thomgadi. situated at the intersection of six roman roads it was a fortified camp as well as a great commercial city the excavations show that it must have been a social capital besides inhabited by many rich people and surrounded by all the luxuries of rome at the height of its glory later timgad became a religious city saint augustine was born near it and in the seventh century when the arab invasion occurred it had a christian church the ruins of which still exist for more than a thousand years after timgad was destroyed by the arabs the rain and soil of the atlas mountains and the dust and sands from the great sahara close by drifted over it bearing its remains layer by layer until the greater part of it was lost from view for centuries only a few of the more prominent of the ruins rose above the surface there were columns here and there apparently growing out of the soil great mounds covered the half-destroyed buildings and it was not until the french began their excavations that any one imagined that a great city lay buried beneath i saw gangs of men working at the ruins as i wandered about through them this afternoon and i photographed them as they raised buried columns out of the earth the covering soil rose far above the height of my head i came here from algiers by railroad a distance of about two hundred and fifty miles the nearest station is batna a french military outpost at the entrance of the valley in which timgad lies there i hired a carriage and drove for twenty-five miles up this valley to the site of the excavations the only town we passed on the way was Lambezi, which also was prominent in the days of the Romans, and which has ruins that would be considered wonderful, were they not overshadowed by the greater ones at Timgad. The road, which was built by the French, is as good as was the Appian Way, when Timgad and Rome were still in their prime. The grades are so gentle that our horses went on the trot, and we covered the distance in less than three hours. We met many soldiers at Lambezi, but except for them we saw nobody save Arabs. Sometimes we crowded a caravan of camels going sullenly on their way, and sometimes passed villages of low brown tents, the homes of Bedouin shepherds feeding their flocks on the foothills of the Atlas. At places in the valley we saw Arabs plowing, but the soil is now semi-arid, showing but little signs of the fertility it must have had when this region was the granary of Rome. I have to then was much greater than now. And it may be that the cutting away of the forests has modified the climate of algeria as has been the case with spain palestine and other lands i have already been here for the better part of two days i am living at the little hotel put up for the excavators and strangers and have been going over the ruins with an old french soldier long connected with the work of unearthing the city i almost despair of giving any conception Of the character and extent of the city uncovered the old roman houses like the jerusalem of the psalms were built compactly together and although timgad included only one hundred acres it was a beehive of humanity and its people needed less space than many an american town of one-tenth the size the chief business and residential centers were divided into streets about twenty feet wide crossing each other at right angles There are miles of these streets, and one can walk over them on the same pavements as those on which the Romans rode in their chariots. I tramped much of my way in the ruts cut by the chariots, and I found the stones of the roads worn smooth by the feet of these people of 15 centuries since. The main thoroughfares are flagged with great blocks of limestone, about three feet wide and often four feet long, fitted close together. Under every street, is a deep sewer running from one end of it to the other for the whole city is underlaid with drains nearly every house has its own connection with the sewer and there are public conveniences in all parts of the town there are rows of curbstones along the streets and the principal avenues have great marble columns on each side of them some of which are broken and some almost perfect in some places one looks for a mile through ruined pillars easily picturing the grandeur of timgad in its prime we enter an avenue by a great stone gate decorated with carvings over flagstones cut into deep ruts by the chariot wheels there are pillars on both sides of the streets leading to the forum while beyond them on each side are acres upon acres of ruined buildings ranging in height from a few feet to far above my head the ravages of time of siege and of the mohammedan iconoclast have cut away the tops of the buildings but enough of the walls are left to show one just how they were constructed and one can walk from room to room through house after house at the right side of this main street ran a covered passageway the top of which rested upon these pillars this was for foot passengers who could there move along without danger from the throng of chariots and horses in the roadway outside On the Via Decumanus Maximus, which leads from the Great Arch of Trajan to the Forum, one side is lined with stores. The greatest number of stores are near the Forum, and these probably formed the chief mercantile houses of the city. Each establishment had a main room facing the street, with another in the rear, which was perhaps used as a warehouse, or as a private room for its owner. The Decumanus Maximus, has deep wheel tracks in the flags from one end of it to the other and it is easy to imagine it filled with the gay throng of the days of the emperors trajan and marcus aurelius after walking through store after store in this quarter i went to another part of the city where the roman market used to be the market-place which was surrounded by columns still shows many evidences that it was an interesting and picturesque place when the people from all the country about came here to buy and sell the stalls of the meat market were on a platform built in a half-moon facing the square the marble counters behind which the butchers stood are still intact and still bear the nicks made by the cleavers used in chopping off the steaks of antiquity these counters are slabs each about a foot thick and five feet in length crawling under one i stood in the place of the butcher trying to imagine the customers Who waited outside for spring chickens roasts of lamb and rump steaks fifteen hundred years ago in my mind's eye i could see mrs caesar testing the breastbone of a fowl and madame cicero telling the boy to cut her a steak off the loin and watching him to see that he did not cheat in the weight later i saw in the museum the weights which were used to weigh the meat they are balls of stone ranging in size from as big as my head to no larger than marbles. Some of the houses of Timgad were magnificent. They had marble benches, beautiful frescoes, and floors of mosaic. The museum has many mosaics equal to almost anything discovered at Pompeii. They are made of bits of stone, some of them no bigger than a baby's fingernail, so fitted together that they seem one solid block. They are of many colors and represent the famous characters of mythology one about fifteen feet square shows venus riding through the sea on a centaur while the dolphins swim about beside her another represents the triumph of neptune and others show various scenes connected with the gods and the goddesses of old rome near the forum i explored a palace which contained about sixty odd rooms some of which are still decorated with marble columns this house had a wide entrance porch and the stones at the front showed plainly the marks made by the carriages as they were driven out and in. When I walked in, the floors seemed to be nothing but plaster, but as I scraped my feet on them, I saw the mosaic beneath. Even the floors of the bathrooms were a beautiful mosaic. If it be true that cleanliness is next to godliness, these old Romans were pretty nearly godly. There are ruins of baths here which show that this old town of Timgat Of anywhere from 50 to 100,000 people had better accommodations of that kind than our largest cities of today. Just outside the chief entrance gate stand the remnants of an enormous brick building covering almost two acres which was devoted to bathing and gymnastics. I spent some time in these baths. A large part of the outer wall is still intact and the rooms, although the walls are broken down in places, can be easily traced. There were 35 of them grouped about a grand hall 40 feet wide and 75 feet long, where the men went through their gymnastics or rested and loafed after bathing. There were many hot chambers for steam and vapor baths and several cold plunges with large swimming pools. The hot rooms had mosaic floors with underground flues and fires. The remains of the heating arrangements could even now be repaired and the baths used as in the past. In the southern part of the city are ruins of other public baths, while in many of the houses there are remains of private bathrooms. Timgad had a theater which seated more than four thousand people. This theater was in the upper part of the city at the edge of the hills. I went through its ruins and sat for a time in one of the boxes which faced the marble rostrum forming the stage. The audience came in through a covered passageway made of stone, and there was a covered passageway for exit. The actors had their own entrance, which led direct to the stage. There was no roof over this theater. The audience sat in the open with a magnificent view of the valley and mountains ever before them. The seats, which are of stone, run around the arena in the shape of a half-moon, rising tier above tier. The orchestra played in the crescent below i was also much interested in the library or public lecture room of this ancient town i do not suppose that ancient thomgadi had an andrew carnegie but its ruins show that this building would have been a worthy monument to any corn king of old rome it has the shape of a half circle with steps around it and shelves in the walls where the scrolls of manuscripts were stored another curious structure is the ancient flower market equipped with fountains to keep the flower fresh the form of timgad which has been entirely unearthed bears evidence of having been far larger and more beautiful than that of pompeii its stone courts are almost intact and many of the tall marble columns which surrounded it are still here it was manifestly a magnificent place it is reached by stone steps about it on every side were covered passageways upheld by pillars of marble. At one end, behind marble columns, was a great stone rostrum, I suppose for the speakers, and there was an extensive lobby with retiring rooms, somewhat as in our capital at Washington. Adjoining the forum was a building of marble and limestone, which is supposed to have served as a kind of stock exchange and tribunal of justice combined. It had a statue of justice in it, a part of which remains. There are several ruined temples in Timgat. One was devoted to victory and another to the Jupiter of the capital. The walls of the latter are six feet in thickness and are made of great blocks three or four feet in length. On a lofty platform overlooking the whole city, some of the enormous columns which formed the back of this structure still stand. Each column is 50 feet high, is fluted and carved, and has a capital of wonderful beauty. I climbed up to the base of these great pillars to take a bird's-eye view of the ruins with the broken marble shafts here and there among them the half shattered buildings looked more like a palatial cattle yard of brick and stone than a city the houses are now little more than walled pens and the streets through them are like roads this however is only a first impression the ruins of the famous old city spring at once into view and the wealth of the past everywhere strikes the eye just below me were great blocks of marble pieces of broken statues i could see the stone tables upon which the romans offered their sacrifices and beyond them the homes of the city the columns beside me were as big around as a hogs head and rose above me to the height of a four-story house they were made in blocks each of which must have weighed many tons They were probably chiseled out on the ground but how they were raised so high without the aid of modern machinery i cannot imagine this temple had twelve columns in front of it and twenty-two pillars of these enormous proportions on the platform above at the entrance of the via decumanus maximus now stands the remains of the arch of trajan the city as i have said was founded by trajan and this arch is a splendid monument to his memory It must be eighty or one hundred feet in height it is of sandstone with columns of marble it is aged by the weather and as the sun shone upon it this morning it took on the color of old gold and made a great gilded frame standing out against the blue sky the arch has three entrances two at the sides for foot passengers and one in the center for carriages the road through the central arch has been cut deep by chariot wheels birds were flying through this arch as i visited it and looking beyond it over the plain i could see the black tents of the bedouins with the sheep feeding near them they were grazing among the tops of ruined columns and on land covering a part of timgad not yet excavated all the relics found at timgad are kept in the museum here and the collection gives live pictures of the old roman days some of the rooms are walled with mosaics and contain enough broken nose statues to people a town there are cases filled with gold coins and others containing jewelry of gold some of which is set with precious stones there are rouge pots like those discovered at pompeii and there are golden finger rings and earrings there are surgical instruments including pincers and forceps of steel wonderfully well made knives of various kinds and needles of all sizes there are roman lamps of bronze and of clay there are bronze handles of vases and beautiful vessels and pieces of iridescent glass indeed the collection is extraordinary but it is shut up here in the heart of north africa twenty-five miles from the nearest railroad so that few people ever behold it i have photographed some of the ruins and measured many of the columns and buildings i also talked with the director of the excavations he told me that the excavation has been carefully done and many articles of gold and precious stones have been found as well as remains of beautiful statues mosaics and antiques which throw a new light on roman north africa there are traces of the roman civilization scattered all over this part of the world nearly every town in algeria of any size has some relics of the romans i have seen the hand of old rome in nearly every place i have been it has left its mark upon algiers oran and Tlemcen. the latter city which was ancient pomaria shows the remains of a great roman aqueduct i came across the old roman military wall many times while exploring algiers and constantine has some roman ruins about it Lambesi, seventeen miles east of timgad was built by the romans one hundred twenty five a d to form the headquarters of the third augustan legion the ruined arches of the gates outside the city show that it covered several miles in its center is a building of stone ninety two feet long and sixty six feet wide and some fifty feet high the facade of this structure has a peristyle with handsome iconic columns near it is a temple built during the reign of marcus aurelius and a great arch put up in honor of Septimius Severus. There are ruins of baths from which have been taken wonderful mosaics. The town had two forums, one of which measured more than half an acre, and in one of which was a great temple surrounded by a colonnade. On the side of Lambesi, the French have built an enormous barracks for such soldiers as they send to Africa for a correction. And as I rode by, I passed several companies of French troops going through their evolutions on the site of the old camp just as the roman soldiers did in that same place more than 1700 years ago end of chapter 17